Yo, yo, yo. It's Nick and Jesse with the Dino Talk Podcast, episode three. Yes, sir. Today we will be discussing our uh, shared league. Going to be going over uh, that in some detail here. Just going over some moves that we made, why we made them. Give uh, the listeners a little bit of insight to our brains here. We also have noted down some of our own trades that uh, we've done here in uh, in the last couple months. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to dig deep back into you know six months or, or later because there were some pretty pretty solid ones that ended up looking really nice. But uh, got some more recent ones in here, and then uh, we're gonna end the night with uh, talking about some uh, some sleeper tight ends that uh, that we like to snag a little bit later in drafts. So, uh, Nick, did you have any uh, any trades prepared that you wanted to go ahead and start us off with? Or, sorry, did we want to talk about our shared league first? Yeah, um, that's it's actually the one I was going to bring oh, up. All right, perfect, perfect. Yeah, let's, let's go to shared league here. I'm p- pulling it up as well. Yeah, so one, the first one I wanted to kind of bring up is the one where we did last October. So, yeah, Jesse and I decided last year to do a, a shared team on Sleeper, and we kind of bounced back and forth on moves and, like, on the draft and everything. So we thought it would be good to kind of talk about going forward and just, like, kind of a nice way to kind of team up prior to starting the pod. But it also has uh, makes for good conversations on the pod. And one trade I want to discuss is when we first found out, like, so we went kind of all in to win the first year but we found out <laughs> midway through we had some injuries that that wasn't gonna be the, we're not gonna be able to win and yeah. because of that we kind of had to pivot a little bit and one move we decided to make is we traded away Devonte adams christian mccaffrey kareem hunt and then khalil shakur and we got back travis Etienne, drake london and greg dolchik what do you think about that jesse looking back <laughs> looking back uh as far as a a win that like going from a win now to a rebuild it does sound a lot better um than maybe i gave nick a little bit of credit for the one thing is when we did this trade it was right after if some people remember it might have been like week six i think dolchich had a crazy game and so his value was at its absolute peak and so whenever we traded for him it was it was like the guy wanted like a first for him or something. Like, I mean, that was the value that Dolchich was at. So I have obviously like uh I was obviously a little bit I'm I'm not upset with it because I agreed to the trade. But uh obviously looking back um with my takes on CMC and definitely Devontae Adams, I don't see Devontae Adams being a stud for too many more years. Uh whereas Drake London, definitely crazy potential there. Um Travis Etienne, man. It's either you're high or you're low on him. But uh, either way, I mean, I, I would say, yeah, going forward, as far as a rebuild team, that trade does sound good to me now, uh, looking back. But, man, Devontae Adams sure had a good year after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then we can talk about another trade we made after this next. But, yeah, we, we kind of made this trade thinking we're not going to win this year, but we're still going to make the playoffs. Because we were at a point where we were at a pretty good spot. We're likely to make the playoffs. But we kind of want to make some moves to kind of get younger for the future just because we didn't we didn't envision ourselves winning. Yeah. But I'm I'm one I'm I'm high on Dolchik. Obviously, I'm I'm the one that pushed that trade and I'm still happy with it. 
Um, ETN, I'm, I'm a little iffy on, but I think kind of down turning for McCaffrey and Adams, like I think that's fair. I mean, Cream Hunt, I mean, he's still not on a team. Clear yeah. Shakur, he could be okay, but I mean, it was mainly Adams and McCaffrey, uh, Hunt and Shakur. Like now, like they're kind of viewed as throw-ins because they, they neither of them really did anything last year either. So it's basically just Adams and McCaffrey for ETN London and Dolchik. And overall, I think I feel good. But I mean, those guys are two very good veteran players. That makes it hard, but at the same time, we got we got some young guns for the future, which is good. You got to send off quality pieces to get quality pieces. So exactly yeah, I mean, overall overall it does look good honestly looking looking back on some of our trades i i'm falling more in love with another trade that we did here um are are you seeing the one i didn't even remember that we did this uh we sent away jamar chase mm-hmm. sam howell and the 305 and in return we got the guy who plays across from jamar chase t higgins the 111 and the 104 um yeah, I mean, I think that if you're going to trade away Jamar Chase, that's the kind of value that you want to get for him. I think that that's, honestly, looking back, I think that's a solid trade. What do we end up turning the 104? And uh, we got JSN with 104, and then the 111, I think, yeah, we got Zay Flowers. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, I love it. I love it. We got yeah. we got amazing, amazing talent. Like We got three solid wide receivers for, for Jamar. I know some people aren't as big on JSN, but I mean, I'm a big believer that JSN could, could you? I mean, he could be better than Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, which is going to put him right there in, you know, a top five dynasty wide receiver. I mean, seriously, I think that trade's a slam dunk looking back on it. I'm really yeah, happy with that one. Oh, absolutely. And another thing to keep in mind is our team, uh, we start two running backs, three wide receivers, and three flexes. And our depth was really hurting. Like last season, that's why we kind of had to, scale back as far as competing just because we just did not have the depth and turning chase although that it sucks to get rid of him um getting rid of him and getting three what could be end up being three good pieces is something that was beneficial for our team so although chase is great we needed depth like we needed additional starters because our three flexes were starting to get a little bit scary at points but now i i'm really liking our depth (laughs) Honestly, yeah, I, no, think I am too. I think the team looks a lot better. Yep, yep, I agree completely. The one win, and then uh, so there is one more here on our shared team. One more trade that went through. Are you looking at it here? This one I'm a little bit more embarrassed to even put on the pod. I think. <laughs> Could that be that swip? <laughs> not, not embarrassed, but uh, I, I know the uh, the sending off of our twenty four first. Yeah, I mean. In theory, it doesn't sound great, but our thoughts were we're going to be a pretty good team. And what we got was we got the 201, and we got the 205, and then we got Baker Mayfield, I believe, yeah, and yeah. Dawson Knox. Yep, yep. Um, so we got Zach Charbonnet, Kendra Miller, uh, Baker Mayfield, Dawson Knox for what will be our 24 first, which if our 24 first is late, which is kind of what we're expecting, I mean right. – I don't really hate that move, especially yeah. if Charbonnet and Miller end up being solid pieces. Well, the thing is, is like, uh, exactly. If it's a 109, 110, 111, that's a great trade for us. And I know that that's what we were thinking at the time. But, man, I'm just looking back on it now, and I'm thinking, shoot, didn't we do this last year? <laughs> it seems like we're kind of 
Doing a uh, exact like a uh, yeah, just making making a similar mistake that we did last year of just like committing a little bit too early. But uh, yeah, I mean at the end of the day, you know uh, Baker could hit like you said two hundred one, two hundred four. Um, man, I'll tell you what, Baker in OTAs has been not the best. If uh, I'm being honest, from what I from what I've read, it it isn't looking good. But regardless, I mean, he uh, Kyle Tra- yeah, yep, and. uh yeah, yeah, I don't know. There's a chance that Kyle Trask beats him out. But Kyle Trask hasn't looked that good either, so. Yeah, I I have little to no faith in Kyle Trask to even be an NFL quarterback, period, let alone a starter. Whew. All right, fair enough, fair enough. I mean, I've heard, I've heard that quite a bit, but all righty. So uh, does that pretty much do it? For, should we just go ahead and go through, like, what we've ended up with our shared team and I'm just going to kind of list some of the names here. Oh, my gosh. It looks so good now. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I think we can kind of talk about some of the depth pieces we got. Um, one I wanted to bring up, like, actually two guys on our taxi squad, if you don't mind. I kind of want to talk about. Oh, yeah, that, please do. Shoot that me. I, picked, that I, I kind of ended up liking these guys where I picked them quite a bit. Like, one is, I'll start with Clayton Toon, quarterback. Uh, he got drafted by the Cardinals. Going into the draft, I – I started falling in love with Clayton Toon. I, I'm a huge Clayton Toon guy. He was my QB three. Um, Whoa! The, or no, QB four. I, I ended up having Richardson one slot ahead just because of his rushing ability. But I, I really like Toon. Like I think he he's older. He's 24, but he's got a lot of traits that you really want in a quarterback. And he graded out very well. Um, he he's one that that just kept improving. And I think he's a guy that. I personally think he's going to be the Cardinals quarterback this year. Like, I, I think he's going to – like, I think he's got a shot at starting week one and playing throughout the whole year. And he's won, like, a little bit of a plug to a bet. Uh, he's plus 10,000 on FanDuel for NFL Rookie of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year. And I'm I'm throwing a little more than just, like, a little sprinkle. I, I might go 20, 25 bucks on that. I'm – Interesting. I really think I that this guy has got talent. I mean, he's on a bad team, which, but at the same time, at plus ten thousand odds, it's, it's not bad. It's not bad, <laughs> and especially getting him in the fourth round, like I, I like that. And yeah. then, and then the other, what? No, no, no. I mean, that's that's fair enough. I mean, they always do say like you know the the guys who get drafted in the third round or later are like NFL backups. But at the end of the day, for the first you know, eight weeks, possibly the entire season, Kyler could be out. So a backup might just be the starter for the entire year. So, uh, exactly. No, I mean, I actually love that. I didn't notice that uh, you picked him up there. So, uh, yeah, thanks for doing that, man. But glad to have you. <laughs> that's, that's why we share a team, baby. That's right. Yeah. He's, he's one of my favorite deep cuts of the draft. Probably my, I would say he's my guy from this past draft. Like he's my top guy that I, I've him on every team, but, nice. and then the other guy is, uh, Luke Shoemaker, uh, fellow Wolverine. I'm a big Michigan fan, but he got drafted second round, which to me is a, is a surprise. Like I, I just didn't see that with the way, like with his talent level and just like the way he produced. But he got drafted by Dallas, and they lose Schultz. And I'm not a huge Schultz guy. Like I don't think Schultz has great talent, but Dak Prescott loves throwing it to his tight ends. Like Dallas loves to get their tight ends involved. Yep. And yes, they have Jake Ferguson, but Luke Shoemaker has a possibility to just be that guy. And I 
I think because of his like lack of talent and his production profile, he doesn't jump off the page. But Dallas kind of makes it work with tight ends. Like they they'll make you producers, and that's why I I thought he's a good date or dart throw like in the early fourth or late third in drafts. Yeah, yeah, no, that that totally makes sense. He's uh he doesn't have crazy competition there in Dallas, and exactly exactly like you said, they kind of uh, they really do work the tight ends. So. Uh, I actually had Ferguson in a few leagues, so whenever they got, whenever uh, Shoemaker got drafted there, I was I was pretty kind of upset about it. So I definitely, I definitely see the see the uh, the benefits of of snatching him up. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate Ferguson either. He could, he could be that guy too. Right, right. I'd like to have either of them. You know, I mean, who knows? Who knows which one, which one blows up? All righty. So then, uh, is that kind of what what we wanted to go over with our team with our shared league? I think so, at least for now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We we'll always uh we'll be making more episodes. We'll we'll fill uh, the listeners in as the season goes along. Uh, no doubt about that. There, we'll uh we'll always be visiting the shared league. We we'll only have the one the one shared team, so uh that'll that'll kind of be the one that we can focus on as a pod. All righty. So going over to uh to our individual trades. Uh, I'm just gonna start off with one. Uh, me and Nick actually made in a league where we have separate teams. Uh, I grabbed Mark. He sent me this offer a few days ago. Uh, because I have Kyler in this league, it's a league that I kind of had to blow up. Uh, start just rebuilding and focusing on next year already. I sold my best asset in Hertz. Uh, to go ahead and get Kyler, Traylon Burks, and uh, it was at the 110. So I grabbed QJ as well. Good value. Uh, Quentin Johnson. In case you guys don't know his nickname. <laughs> and then uh so yeah, and then Nick uh sent me over Marquise Brown for trail uh for Traylon Burks. And so uh kind of sat on this one uh for just about five, maybe six minutes, and uh went ahead and smashed <laughs> accept because uh whenever I was just like putting it together, kind of why he sent it over to me, looking over at Nick's team, uh his team was ready to win right now, and uh we're both like big on Trey. Um just kind of breaking out this year. And Marquise, obviously, like we were just talking about, we were just talking about his QB situation. Nobody really knows uh, exactly how it's going to go. Probably not going to be a great QB for the first eight weeks, if not the entire year. And then the hope is, you know, next year Kyler Murray comes back around and uh, force feeds his old college target in Marquise, just like he did the first six weeks this last season. Uh, Marquise was wide receiver like six, I want to say the first six weeks something like that and uh, I was trying to trade him in every league I had him in he was one of my most acquired players in the offseason last year in the drafts so uh, I was trying to sell him at that time because I, I had a feeling no one was buying him at that price everybody knew DeAndre Hopkins was coming back um who knows what will happen in two years you know I mean the draft happens they could always acquire a new weapon but uh I don't know I'm still pretty happy with it uh it does obviously there's some more question marks around the Marquise, I think maybe the Trey, but uh, the Traylon, but I don't know. At the end of the day, Traylon's core quarterback situation, it, it isn't like that's like it's not like he's playing with Joe Burrow either. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, how, what did you end up? Uh, I know that now you had a, a few days to sit on that trade. What did you end up thinking about it, Nick? Did you feel like uh, you regretted it at all now, or are you still pretty happy with it? Um. I'd first like to start off with saying uh, I think you're hating a little bit too much on 2024 NFL rookie of the offensive rookie of the year, Clayton Toon, uh, Arizona quarterback. 
but I think I overall like it for my team. I, I'm a little worried about Marquise Brown this year. Um, I don't know who uh, the rookie of the year is going to favor in that offense, but and also it's just like you never know. They might try to ride with Colt McCoy for a while. They might bring Kyler back and yeah, off the ACL. You never know. But I I like Traylon Burks' potential. I talked about it last time, and I think he I think he's got a great future ahead of him. So when I saw it accepted, I to be honest, it sat there for a day or two, so I was a little bit surprised. I was like, oh, I forgot I sent that. But at the same time, after a second of digesting, I was like, I'm happy with it. Happy with the move. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's one of those deals where it was actually a win-win for both uh, for both teams. I feel like in Dynasty, everybody's always trying to like get a little more value than whoever they're trading against. So, I don't know. I felt I felt like that was one of those rare trades where it really looks like we could both walk away pretty happy with it. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah. Uh, should uh, yeah. Let's go ahead and have you grade that that trade before the. My uh, Hurts, I sent away Jalen Hurts, the 312. I acquired Kyler Murray, Traylon Burks, and Quentin Johnson. Grade the trade. To me personally, I I like Quentin Johnson and Traylon Burks. I, I think those guys could end up being pretty good wide receivers. Like, I could see them – like, I could see a scenario where they're both, like, wide receiver ones in the future – where if you could get two wide receiver ones and Kyler, who, when healthy, is clearly a very good quarterback, especially for fantasy, and especially when you're not winning this year, I think that's pretty good. I mean, because you're you're not trying to win, and having Hurts, I mean, because you have some decent pieces on your team yeah. to where if you had Hurts playing, like, you're going to probably win a little more than you'd like. Whereas, right, right. Yeah, making that move to Kyler – um, let him sit like Cardinals, let him sit for a little bit. And I think you could be one of the top picks next year's rookie draft. And I think you have three first, right? Yeah. Where... yeah I was just going to say that in that league I have, I actually do have my own first and then uh, I have two other people's first. So big time going for the move of, uh, of 24. Once I get those new rookies into my team and then Quentin Johnson, uh, you know, some of the guys that are a little bit younger, just uh, come more into their role. I have Garrett Wilson. That's kind of my my star guy. I would say now on on that team that I'm hoping really blows up this next year and then can carry it on in 2024. But and T Higgins. Uh, yep, yep. The combination of Garrett Wilson and T Higgins, I really like that. I have that in a few different uh, leagues there. I uh, yeah, I just like the talent. I will admit I was kind of more into T Higgins whenever I thought he was going to get traded away. Um, get away from Jamar Chase and, uh, you know, be able to really have a wide receiver one's target share. But even in, uh, you know, I mean, Joe Burrow has been able to support two top 12 uh, wide receivers a few times now. So I'm not, not insanely worried about it. Uh, yeah. Do you have a good trade for me to grade Nick? And, and especially it'd be nice in a league that we could both, that we're both in. <laughs> If not, um, yeah, I think I do. <laughs> one second here. No okay, problem. one is Chase Claypool for the two eleven. Like, what do you oh, think about that? Yes, I remember this one because then in another league, I traded my two oh nine for Chase Claypool. So obviously, 
I love you getting him at 211. I wanted to be able to get him at for 212, I think. I even had the 212 in that league that I got him for the 209, and I was trying to beat you, uh, get a better deal than you got on him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love I love the the trade at 211. Um, I think Chase Claypool really has a chance to to do something there. Obviously, uh, I've I've been reading some things about Justin Fields and his uh, his throw rate that uh, you know even if he were to like throw a hundred more times next year, he'd still be like the thirty first like passing QB in the in the league or something like that. So I mean, it is it is a, a very low passing offense, um, and with DJ Moore there, who's going to obviously be the wide receiver one. Uh, it does make it maybe a little bit tougher for Chase Claypool, but also it can take some coverage away from him. Um, he showed that, you know, he can be a dominant force and he can really do some things, especially with fantasy football uh, in in, uh, in Pittsburgh. So, yeah, I mean, I like, I like taking a chance on him more than I do one of the rookies that you'd end up getting back there is really how I feel about it. Yeah. And that, that was kind of my thoughts. I, when you get to the 211, 210, 212, like I, I personally think that's a good spot to be trading those picks for like someone like a Claypool. I made a trade in one league for like a Darnell Mooney. I made one for Sky Moore. Uh, I yeah. told you how much I am. And I, I think trading for guys like that, like trading those picks, I mean, it's kind of a no, no lose scenario. I mean, who you're going to draft there. I mean, they might hit, but it's, it's not as likely. And, taking a chance on someone who could have some ups, upside like Claypool. I mean, I'd make that all day. I'm, yeah. I'm, they got DJ Moore after that, but at the same time, like I'm, I'm not disappointed in it. Yeah. I think, I think that is what, uh, what we were both thinking whenever we went for him was that uh, they didn't have a true wide receiver one yet. So uh, yeah. Yeah. That does kind of suck that they, <laughs> that they went out and got one, but you know, we uh, yeah, yeah I, I still think that that the, he has some some insane value. So uh, this is a, a trade that I've actually been kind of uh, looking back on and nervous about. It's my first Bijan uh, uh, acquire. So I I got Bijan and Wandale Robinson, and uh, I sent away Chris Olave, who I talked about in our last episode that I I like him as sending him away as a trade target right now. Uh, my twenty four first, and then David Montgomery. So, of course, I wouldn't have traded the 24 first uh, and wouldn't be trading for a running back if I didn't think of that team as one that's definitely ready to compete. Um, so that that was the, the main reason uh, I saw that the person who had Bijan is nowhere near competing, like absolutely not. I knew that, you know, if he, uh, if he followed the same rules that we do uh, in Dynasty, that, you know, running backs are more for win-now teams, uh, was hoping that he might be open to some offers. We ended up working that out. Um, could really end up going both ways. If that 24 first ends up being early, boy, oh, boy, did I did I get crushed in that one. But uh, if it's late and, you know, Alave is still wide receiver too, like me and you have both predicted, and Bijan is the running the RB1 that a lot of people think he is, uh, then I kill it. So really could go either way. These off That's what's really fun about these offseason trades is uh, you really have no idea if you want it until – Three four months down the road. <laughs> so what? Yeah. What do you and, think? And it can even be, and it can even be years down the road, like year or two down the road. Right. But, right. I mean, my thoughts is, I think that's a fun trade. Like, I, I love it. I, 
I mean, I think Alave is a good asset. Like we talked, we talked about him last week. That uh, like regardless, he's going to be a nice asset. But if he's going to be a wide receiver too, and you're getting Bijan, like like the twenty four first, like could be like one hundred seven and up. I mean, even if it's a little earlier, it's not a huge deal because I mean Bijan's a special talent. So yeah. I mean, I I like it. I think it's fun. Getting Wandale's good. I mean, nice dart throw. I like it. Absolutely. Yeah, that was one thing is uh, the person offered me a lot. They, they did the entire deal that we talked about without Wandale. So uh, that's also another part is just always make sure you at least like counter with like something, just a little a little piece that you want. Uh, if someone's like trying to make a big trade, they aren't going to say no because of like a second or a third or like a, a slight piece like Wandale. So that's just also a little a little tidbit of uh, advice for anybody out there kind of looking through trades. Yeah, I I, I love doing that. Like just like if I'm making a making a move, like I, I like to target the teams that I that I like like kind of a small asset on that team. Like I talked about Kyle Phillips. Like Kyle Phillips is one that I'm I I I like to target those teams. Just be like, what, what kind of move can I make? Like a bigger move, and just have Kyle Phillips just kind of tossed in. Yeah, just yeah. Know. Like I, I, I like making them for no like cost. That. You're getting them for exactly. Free. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I love that. Um, so I am looking at a few more. I have a few more trades here. Uh, did you have any that you wanted to throw out? I mean, you got a couple ready. I go ahead. Yeah. All righty. So uh, in my uh, Dynasty for Life League, which, uh, not going to lie, is one of my leagues that uh, I can – there's certain leagues in Dynasty uh, for the the people out there that play multiple leagues. You know this. Uh, There's some leagues that you have faith in, some that you don't have as much faith in. I'm one of those people that play into that a little bit. And so uh, for my DFFL, uh, the the league that I think isn't going to be – you know, uh, I think each year it could, you know, end up disbanding. Uh, always, I'm going to be in play now mode. So uh, I sent off Dak Prescott and uh, Mike Evans for Aaron Rodgers and the 103. And the 103, Nick knows, I was liking JSN. Uh, went ahead and I believe I trade. I ended up trading back in that league and getting JSN at like the 104, 105, something like that. But uh, essentially traded for Aaron Rodgers and JSN. Um, I know Aaron Rodgers is uh, is definitely another one of those players that's either you love him or you hate him. But uh, I just didn't have a ton of Aaron Rodgers, and I have a lot of Garrett Wilson. So I just kind of wanted to, uh, to stack them in a few leagues. And uh, one where I could see the league disbanding at, uh, at any the end of any year uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is a great guy to grab in that league specifically because I think that he could quit playing at the end of any year. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's just kind of where, where I'm at with that one. Um, yeah, I don't know. Sent Mike Evans away. Looking back on it, maybe sold a little bit low on him. His value is kind of uh, a little bit lower than I think it should be right now. I think that he's going to have a decent year. And, um, yeah, I don't know. what do you think of that one? So it was uh, Dak Prescott and Mike Evans for Aaron Rodgers and JSN. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty indifferent. I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a good move. Like especially if you're, like you're big in JSN. So I think it's, I think that's fine. Um, Mike Evans, Mike Evans always produces. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's very consistent. 
Yeah. And again, Dak, like he's a younger quarterback, so I'd, I'd much rather have Dak. And I, I personally think Dak's undervalued. So I, I don't know. It's tough because JSN's a, a better asset, especially in Dynasty, than Mike Evans. So, I mean, I, I think overall it's a fair, fair trade. Yeah. It is funny because in another league, I sent away my 24 first and second for Dak. So in one league, I traded him away, and another one, I acquired him. It's just, it's just always a matter of value to me, uh, like who, who values what. So, yeah, yeah, that's just kind of that's where my value is on Dak. Apparently, I'll send him away for Aaron Rodgers and JSN, and I'll grab him for first and a second. <laughs> <laughs> Ten minute warning, Nick. Okay. You you want to just talk a little bit about the tight ends? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm down. Uh, let, let, let me do one more trade here. Uh, oh, absolutely. Because I did uh, in, in QGen's league. This is another league. This is a league that I actually won last year. Uh, I sent away my 107, my 24 first, and my 24 second. I acquired Saquon and the 110. I should have written down who I ended up getting with the 110 and who I traded away at the 107. Uh, but that was actually with one of our other friends, Bo. Might be on the podcast some, sometime here. Uh what do you think of that one? I feel like I really got Bo good. <laughs> I feel like I got Saquon for a steal. Um, obviously, you know, moved back three spots. I'm sure that if I if I did that, I ended up with probably a good receiver at 110. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I really saw a lot of similar value in the 107 and the 110 this year, so I didn't really see trading back as much, I'm sure. And then, uh, yeah, for Saquon um, – yeah, sent away the 24 first and 24 second. Wow, I've traded three of my 24 first here in the last few months. Didn't even, didn't even realize that. Dang. <laughs> yeah, pretty impressive. So you got the 110 and Saquon. Saquon for the 107 and your 24 first? And second, 24 second as well. Okay. Yeah. It's in a league where I, I already won it last year. So I'm already I'm assuming that that 24 first is going to be a win. I also won it with having three really solid QBs and Hurts, Lamar, and uh, Trevor Lawrence. I was able to trade away some of those for even better assets um, on my flexes and my run and my running back spot was the one that was hurting the most. So uh, grabbing Saquon, feel like it just lined me up for another victory uh, victory lap of a season and uh, yeah yeah could could put me put me back uh. It'd be really cool to win it two times in a row. Hopefully, I'll have a say in that. But no, I, I, I like to move, and I, I especially the one with all my buddies. That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, all right, yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and jump over to the tight ends. I know, uh, I know you, you have some really good takes here. So let's hear them. Yeah. So we we kind of talked about this guy already, but uh, Greg Dolchik. Uh, Greg Dolchik is a guy I'm, I'm a believer in. Like there, I was I've been seeing some stuff on Twitter where people are just like, "Why are you believing in this guy?" Like they got, they got Jerry Judy, they got Cortland Sutton, Marvin Mims. Like they got, they got talent. They got Russell Wilson. Like is, is he really going to be an asset? But I, I'm a believer. Like Greg Dolchik is one. Like looking at the stats, Greg Dolchik. He had an A dot of twelve point seven last year, which for a tight end, that's pretty darn good. Like yeah. I, I'm a big fan of that. Like he, they targeted him down the field. Like, and Greg Dolchik's another one. He did not play for the first five weeks, 
And when you're a rookie in the NFL, like not playing early, like that can kind of tank your season. <laughs> like NFL, like it's a, it's a league where you kind of get eased in, like especially for rookies and tight end, especially like tight yeah. end is not usually a position that, that teams just throw you out there. Yeah. Greg Dolchik, he didn't play for the first five weeks of the season. Week six, he came out there and played, I think, 60-some percent of the snaps, and he had a touchdown. And, like, he just hit the ground running right away. On a pretty yeah. bad team, bad passing offense, like, he just produced. And I know they got, like, some talent around him, but tight ends are, like, something that's weird that I think tight end targets are kind of different than receivers. Like, I'm a believer that, like, teams have specific kind of tight end targets and – I think he's going to get work and I think he's, he produces and he's, he's one that they throw, they throw to him down the field. And as a tight end, that's pretty valuable is having a tight end. That's not just a dump off option. Like someone who you actually view as a downfield threat. Like I. Yeah. Most rookie, most rookie tight ends don't, don't do well. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, that is also fair. Like for him to do well as a rookie, my thing is, uh, are you a big uh are you a big Subway sandwich guy, Nick? You uh you really believe in Mr. Unlimited? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Unlimited. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't no, know that I'm a huge fan, but got told trick. Yeah, I, mean, I, no, no, no. I, I hear you, man. That it is just so funny, man. How <laughs> your house is, but uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I can definitely see it, and, and uh, I mean, I, I definitely could see see a breakout year from uh, from Dolchich, but yeah, I mean, it, it's still a we'll see thing to me. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And another thing is, early in the off season, Sean Payton made a comment like, "We'll we'll wait and see on Dolchik. I got, I don't know if I believe in him." And then people were kind of trashing Dolchik, saying, "Oh, like he's going to get replaced." Blah blah blah. Today. I think it was today. Yeah, there's a quote that Sean Payton, like he's a huge believer in Dolchik. Like he can do a lot of different things at the tight end position. Like he can run like all kinds of routes, and he we can use him everywhere. Like he's special. It's just like a complete change from people thinking Sean Payton hates this guy to now it's just Sean Payton's like this guy's pretty good. I think he's got a really bright future, and I'm buying every every chance I get. Yeah, no, I mean that that's fair. That is fair. Whatever, uh, but sometimes you know it could just be coach speak. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, uh, we're in, we're all in on Dolchich, aren't we, buddy? So I guess I'm a believer too. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh man. You got any other, any other late tight ends that you're, you're kind of targeting there? Um, I would say one I have that I'm, I'm a little more down on than consensus and that's, uh, Chigo Kongwu, um, for the Titans, um, I've seen a lot of people thinking he's got really high upside and that, like, there was someone that was on Twitter saying that they view Okongwo as better in the future than Dolchik, and I, I just don't see it. Like, he graded out better, but Chig is one, like, the Titans try to, they manufacture t- touches for their tight ends, like, behind the line of scrimmage, and... Like, he had low A dot, he had a lot of screens. Like, that's where a lot of his production came. And I'm just, like, I he didn't play a high percentage of snaps all season. And I just think he's one who's just kind of going to be a little bit of a gadget tight end. Like, he's not a great blocker. Like, he might be, like, a tight end, like, 12 to 20. Like, that's probably where he's going to live. And I do not see much upside higher than that. And 
some people are thinking he's a high upside guy. I just I don't see it. I don't. Yeah. No, I mean that that's uh that's completely fair to be honest. Uh, the only thing is is there's got to be somebody. I mean, I for the same reasons that you like Kyle Phillips, I would think that you would also like the Tennessee Titans tight end, just whoever it is. But, um, I mean, I I get it. <laughs> yeah, You're I just a don't believe in Kyle Phillips' talent, huh? Is that what it is? I am. I am a believer in his talent, and I just don't think Chig's going to be like a natural part of that offense. Like, I think they're going to have other tight ends shuffling in with him. Fair, I just, fair. They like their tight ends blocking. Like, that's the Vrabel style. <laughs> like, that, like, that's also like, fair. Yeah. Yeah. Blocking tight ends. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, the, the only one that I really have that's a little bit late is uh, Najoku from uh, the Browns. Um, just kind of, I don't know. He's he's a good late shot if if I haven't uh, gotten like one of the other you know big guys. Um, trying to think of any like hot tight end takes I have. I mean Waller like a little bit more than uh, than maybe consensus, but yeah, I'm also a bigger believer in Daniel Jones. So we do have about a minute thirty here, Nick. Um, I say we go ahead and just wrap it up on that note if that's right. Unless you had another tight end you wanted to hurry, you wanted to get through. Um, one other mention, uh, Jelani Woods, I. For the Colts, uh, he's a big target. I could see one that's it's going to be mm. tough for Anthony Richardson to miss him. Uh, he's a big guy. Uh, he's got some athleticism. I think he's a, a toss a late third, fourth. I think he's a, I think he's a good asset. That he's got some upside. Yeah, I, I agree with that buy with that like buying him now, and then you know there's a chance that he kind of breaks off a little bit during this year, and then you can trade him away then, or you know I mean then you have a decent asset that you got for a third or fourth round pick. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, all righty, man. So that concludes another episode of the Dino Talk podcast. Uh, this was episode three here. Nick, do you have any uh, – let the people know where they can find you, at on Twitter, and uh, I know you also have a website going. Yeah, Twitter, at PTNick32. Um, website, uh, don't know the URL off the top of my head, but I know it's Prospect Talk. Nice, nice. And then uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, Jesse underscore Setzer. Uh, it's uh, not it's that's just my personal Twitter. Still working on on making it completely fantasy football related, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm tweeting a little bit from there. And uh, yeah, so 